0: Thomas and Friends Storytime, Summertime on Sodor, starring Bell and Flynn, Sir Topham Hat and Skiff the Railboat, based on the Railway Series by the Reverend W. Audrey, created by Britt Allcroft, read by Mark Morahan and Friends.
1: This episode is brought to you by the Thomas and Friends Friendship Awards, Parents The Friendship Awards are here to celebrate special examples of friendship. There are amazing prizes to be won, including Smith's Toys Toy Vouchers. Do you or your child know someone who's been a really good friend? Visit thomasfriendshipday.com for official rules and how to enter. No purchase necessary. Entries close on the 1st of July.
0: And now it's story time. This is a story all about how different weather can cause problems on Sir Topham Hatt's railway. Like the hot sun, which can buckle tracks and start fires. Luckily, Flynn and Bell, the fire engines, are always on hand to tackle any fires. Flynn is a bright red fire engine who has a siren that sounds like this Bell is a big blue fire engine. With two water cannons She has both a whistle and a bell And they sound like this So let's begin our story Buckle tracks and bumpy trucks It was a very hot summer day The hottest day ever The sun was shining brightly It hadn't rained for weeks And the fields and bushes were looking brown and dry Thomas was puffing along his branch line when he passed Flynn and Bell, the fire engines, from the search and rescue center. They were spraying water onto a fire in the bushes beside the tracks.
2: Oh, bubbling boilers! Another fire!
0: There are
3: always more fires when the weather's hot, Thomas.
2: Everything gets so dry. Well, I hope you manage to put it out quickly.
0: We, we will! will. Soon the fire was out, and Flynn and Belle were making their way back to the search and rescue centre. But they hadn't gone far, when their wheels began to wobble and shake.
2: (gasps) What's happening?
0: Belle looked down at the tracks. Instead of being straight... They were wobbly and wavy The tracks! The heat's making them buckle and bend Whoa!
3: It always happens on this stretch of the rails when the temperature
0: rises Whoa! Whoa! The two fire engines stopped Better spray the tracks to cool them down, Belle I don't have any water left in my tank But Belle didn't want to use her water just to spray the tracks
1: I have a little water, but I think it's best if I save it for now. You never know when there might be another fire. So
0: Flynn and Bell carried on, leaving the buckle tracks behind them. At Napford Station, the heat was causing problems for Sir Topham Hat too. In his smart suit and hat, he was getting far too hot. Thomas pulled into the station with his coaches, Annie and Clarabelle.
2: Good morning, sir.
0: Good, Thomas? Good? I'm hotter than a than a baked potato in the middle of the desert. And that's why I'm here. Sir Topham Hat's mother, Dowager Hat, stepped onto the platform. To give you something that will help you to stay cool. Close your eyes. Sir Topham Hat closed his eyes. He liked surprises. <gasps> oh, is it an ice cream? Oh, I would love an ice cream. A nice cold, ice cold... Dowager Hat opened the lid of a large round box. Sir Topham Hat gasped. Hat? Oh... Uh... In the box was a large white hat with a wide brim much better for you to wear this instead
4: of your topper.
0: But uh, but b- why? Dowager hat took the big heavy black top hat off Sir Topham's head. Because black
4: absorbs the heat of course. So a black hat is bound to make you hotter. A nice White hat will reflect the heat and keep you
0: cooler. You do want to stay cool, don't you, Topham? Sir Topham Hat reluctantly put on the strange new hat. He thought it looked like the kind of hat people wore on holidays to very hot countries. It makes me look as if I'm going on safari. Better safari than sorry. (laughs) As Dowager Hat climbed aboard... Thomas giggled to himself.
2: (laughs) That's right, sir. You never know when you might spot a herd of elephants.
0: Sir Topham Hatt felt silly. Oh, the indignity. That's my line, called Gordon as he pulled into the station. Meanwhile, the sun kept shining and the buckle tracks were getting hotter. And the hotter they got, the bumpier they became Toby and Henrietta passed Whiff, the scrapyard engine, on the bumpy tracks
4: Uh, These bottle tracks need to be fixed
0: Whiff was carrying trucks full of glass bottles One of the bottles was shaken loose And it landed in the grass beside the track Whiff didn't notice and carried on Leaving the bottle behind. Then there was trouble. The glass bottle focused the sun's rays onto the dry grass. The grass got hotter and hotter, and then began to burn, and the fire spread. At the search and rescue centre, Flynn and Bell heard the alarm. Another fire!
1: Bust my. Buffers. That's the third today!
3: Water tank's full,
1: ready for action!
0: Flynn and Belle raced away to put out the fire. Belle arrived at the site of the fire first, with Flynn following close behind. But Belle had forgotten about the buckled tracks.
1: Oh,
2: maybe I should have sprayed those bumpy tracks!
0: Flynn called out to her,
2: "Bell, look out!" No, but Papa. it was
0: too late. Yes. Bell's front wheels bumped off the track. Oh no! Now Flynn was stuck behind Bell. It's all right, Bell. I- I'll try and pull you back onto the tracks.
2: There's no time for that, Flynn. You need to get to that fire before it spreads.
3: You're right. Road wheels engaged.
0: Flynn lowered his road wheels and drove around Bell. Heading towards the fire Don't worry Belle Fiery Flynn to the rescue Flynn sprayed big jets of water at the fire Take that fire And that Soon the fire was out A little while later Thomas arrived with Rocky the crane To rescue Belle Rocky lifted Belle into the air and put her gently back onto the tracks. Don't worry, Belle. (laughs) You'll be putting out fires again in no time.
1: Thanks, Rocky.
0: Then Sir Top on Hat arrived. He was happy to see the fire had been put out, but was still very worried about the bumpy tracks. Oh dear, oh dear. Dear, what am I going to do about these tracks? Every time we have a heatwave, they buckle and bend. Sir Topham Hatt took off his white safari hat and looked at it. Oh, as if my day wasn't bad enough having to wear this silly hat. Although it has kept me rather cool. Then an idea flew into Thomas's funnel.
2: Uh, excuse me, sir. I have an idea dowager hat said your hat was white to reflect the sun and keep your head cool.
0: Yes, well my mother says a lot of things Thomas.
2: But maybe the tracks would keep cool and not buckle and bend if you painted painted them them white. white. (gasps) That's brilliant Thomas what a wonderful idea
0: So later that day, workmen painted the tracks with white paint which really did stop them buckling Sir Topham Hat was delighted. Well, Thomas, I must admit that for once, my mother was right. White really does reflect the sun and keep things
2: cool. Just like your smart new safari hat.
0: Sir Topham Hat frowned and put the hat back on. It is not a safari hat. Just then Toby arrived. He looked at Sir Topham Hat's big white hat and was puzzled. So when are you going off to the jungle, sir? (laughs) Oh, bother. The end.
1: This episode is brought to you by Milkshake. Watch Thomas and Friends every morning on Milkshake and also stream the series on My5 for more exciting adventures.
0: This is a story about Skiff. Skiff is a railboat who can sail in the water and run on rails because he has wheels too. As Skiff sails through the water, he sounds like this. So let's begin our story. Skiff and the Mermaid. It was a warm summer day and Skiff and Joe, the lighthouse keeper, were giving visitors tours of Arlesborough Harbour. Yeah! After sailing around the harbour, Skiff finished the tour back on land, at the platform outside the Harbour Museum. As he came to a stop, Skiff could see the museum manager talking to Sir Topham Hatt. So, we'll see the mermaid tomorrow? Oh, Yes! If not sooner Skiff couldn't believe what he'd heard A mermaid? Just then, Duck the green tank engine arrived Skiff couldn't wait to tell him the news Hello Skiff
5: Guess what Duck? Sir Topham Hatt just said there's a mermaid coming tomorrow
0: But Duck didn't know what a mermaid was A mermaid?
5: What's a mermaid Skiff? A creature that lives in the sea and has the body of a woman and a tail like a fish. A fish woman? You must have misheard him. There's no such thing. Oh, there is, Duck. I've heard lots of tales about mermaids, just never actually seen one. Oh, but I'd love to.
0: As Duck pulled away, Skiff looked out across the sea and tried to imagine what it would be like to see a real mermaid. Skiff was still watching the sea when Oliver and his brake van Toad arrived.
4: Hello, Mr Skiff. Why are
5: you staring out to sea like that? There's a mermaid arriving soon, Toad. I really want to see her. But Duck didn't seem to believe mermaids really exist. Well, unexpected things can happen. Once,
3: Toad saw a whale stranded on the beach, and I didn't believe him. But it was
0: true, said Oliver, trying to cheer Skiff up. The next day, Skiff was up early. He didn't want to miss seeing the mermaid. But by lunchtime, there was still no sign of her, and Skiff was beginning to feel a little sad that the mermaid wasn't coming after all Then Duck arrived with Sir Topham Hatt and his grandchildren, Bridget and Stephen
5: Come on! I can't
0: wait! (laughs) Sir Topham Hatt spotted the museum manager I have it on good authority that the mermaid is on her way right now Oh, how marvellous! (laughs) Skiff smiled at Duck
5: did you hear that, Duck? She does exist, and I'm going to make sure I see her.
0: Oh, well, maybe it is true, Skiff. Lighthouse keeper Joe called out to Stephen and Bridget. Hello there, you two. All ready for your trip round
2: the harbor?
1: We're ready! Hello, Skiff!
0: Joe gave Sir Topham Hat a large orange life jacket. I'll just go to get jackets for the children, sir. As Joe hurried off to fetch life jackets for Bridget and Stephen, Sir Topham had climbed cautiously aboard Skiff. Hey. <coughs> now, children, you mustn't get into Skiff until Joe comes back with your life jackets. Just then, Skiff spotted something in the sea. Something shiny splashed in the water, then dived under the waves. <gasps> there it is! Skiff called out to Sir Topham Hatt.
5: Up anchor! Up anchor!
0: Uh, uh, oh, yes, uh, uh, right. Sir Topham Hat did as Skiff asked and began pulling up the heavy anchor. The wind filled Skiff's sails, and without the drag of the anchor, Skiff and Sir Topham Hat were blown along the track, down towards the water. <gasps> uh, uh, no! Skiff! Stop! Bridget and Stephen were left behind. They watched as Skiff and Sir Topham Hat raced down the slipway and into the sea.
2: Oh, no!
0: <laughs> Skiff was sailing out to sea, racing through the waves towards the spot where he thought he'd seen the mermaid. We
5: need to go over there, sir! Use the port and starboard jib sheets to control
0: my sail! But Sir Topham Hatt didn't know anything about sailing a boat. I didn't understand a word of that. Oh, please, Skiff, I just want to go back! Skiff wasn't listening. He was still looking out for the mermaid.
5: There's no sign of it anywhere. Oh, I'm not sure where it went. We're going the wrong way.
0: Turn back, Skiff, turn back! the search and rescue centre the alarm was sounding. The search and rescue team were getting ready to find Skiff and Sir Topham Hatt Captain the lifeboat launched down his slipway To the rescue! While Harold the helicopter lifted into the air Duty calls! Meanwhile Sir Topham Hatt and Skiff had landed on an empty beach Tall cliffs surrounded them, so there was no way out except by sea. I wonder how long it'll be before we see civilization again, Skiff.
5: I'm sorry I took off without my captain, sir. The thing is, I saw something in the water,
0: and. Of course, it could be hours, days, weeks even. I need to build a fire, make some sort of shelter. It'll be night soon. Skiff wasn't worried.
5: Oh, not for hours, sir. We haven't gone very far, so once the tide turns, we can just sail back.
0: But Sir Topham Hatt wasn't keen to go back out with Skiff. If you think I'm going back out to see in you again, Skiff. Oh, no, 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 no. I'll find firewood, uh, forage for food. Oh, it's a good job I was a boy scout. Just then, Skiff heard a sound. Sir? It was Harold the helicopter hovering above them. Skiff was right. They hadn't really gone far at all. Captain the Lifeboat could see Sir Topham Hat and Skiff stranded on a small beach, right next to the harbor. Radio through their position, Harold! Over! Roger that! Over and out! Sir Topham Hat and Skiff saw Captain the Lifeboat racing through the waves towards them. <laughs> We're here Oh, thank goodness they found us, Skiff Yes It wasn't long before Captain had taken them back to Aldborough Harbour And Sir Topham Hatt and Skiff were back on dry land Bridget and Stephen were very happy to see their grandfather
4: Oh, Grandfather, I'm worried about you
0: (laughs) Well, I'm safe now. (laughs) No thanks to Skiff. Lighthousekeeper Joe was pleased to see them too. I cannot apologise enough for what happened today, sir.
5: I'm sorry too. I only raced off because I thought I saw the mermaid. What
0: mermaid?
5: The one you said would be here today.
0: Oh, Skiff. I'm afraid you've got the wrong end of the stick. Just then, Thomas arrived. On his flatbed was a large wooden carving of a beautiful mermaid with long golden hair and the shiny silver tail of a fish. (laughs) There's your mermaid, Skiff. (laughs) Later that evening, Toad and Skiff were admiring the wooden mermaid, which had been attached to the bow of an
4: old pirate ship at the museum. Oh, she is beautiful, isn't she, Mr. Skiff?
5: Yes, but I so hope to see a real mermaid toad. Ah, well, at least now I know there really is no such thing. Night, Mr. Skiff. Night, Toad.
0: As Oliver and Toad puffed away, Skiff looked out across the sea. Oh. And as the moonlight sparkled on the water... For a moment, Toad saw a flash of golden hair and the shimmer of a shiny silver (gasps) fishtail.
1: Wow! The end. This episode is brought to you by Argos. Parents, you can bring all your favourite stories to life with Thomas and Friends toys. Now available at Argos. Create exciting adventures... Collect Thomas and all his friends and explore the wonder of the island of Sodor. Find the Thomas and Friends toy range at Argos or online at argos.co.uk.
0: This is the story about Thomas's friend Toad, a loyal little brake van who works with Oliver the Great Western Engine. Toad can always be seen looking in the opposite direction to Oliver. As he sits at the back of the train He doesn't have a whistle Or a bell But is extremely polite And refers to everyone as Mr Miss or Sir So now you've met the hero of our story Let's begin our journey All aboard For a big adventure Toad and the Whale It was a hot summer day On the island of Sodor And Oliver's brake van toad was feeling particularly happy.
4: Oh, I do like to be beside the seaside. Oh, I do like to be beside the sea.
3: Oh, this sunshine's gone to your head, Toad. (laughs) But if you feel like singing,
4: you carry on. (laughs) Okay then, Mr Oliver, I will. Oh, I do like to stroll along the prom, prom, prom. Oliver continued
0: chuffing down his branch line by the sea. When Toad suddenly spotted something very big lying on the sandy beach Mr Oliver, look, it's a whale But Oliver just laughed He didn't believe Toad And just thought he was being silly You need to be
3: a bit more serious Toad But it's not a joke Perhaps you should concentrate on being a really useful brake van Instead of singing or making jokes Yes, Mr. Oliver.
0: As Toad looked back, he could see how sad the whale looked. He wanted to help, but Oliver didn't believe the whale was really there. Finally, Oliver and Toad arrived at Napford Yard, where their goods train was uncoupled. Toad was still feeling a little sad when he saw Thomas.
2: Isn't it a lovely
4: day, Toad? It was, Mr. Thomas. Until I saw that... Oh, never mind. You'll just laugh, too. No, I won't, Toad. What? I saw a whale on the beach at Bluff's Cove. But
0: before Toad could continue,
3: Oliver interrupted. He imagined it, Thomas. Come on, Toad. All that sun's gone to your head.
0: And so Oliver peeped his whistle and pulled away with a very sad-looking Toad following behind. He didn't say a word all the way back from Knapford.
4: Are you, uh, okay, Toad?
0: asked Oliver.
4: Truth be told, I'm a bit sad. First you stopped me singing, then you told Thomas I
3: imagined seeing that whale. Oh, I'm sorry I was unkind about your singing,
0: but the... Suddenly, Oliver squeaked to a stop. Toad was confused.
4: But what, Mr. Oliver? I don't believe it.
0: Oliver stared in amazement. There up ahead lying on the beach was the whale that Toad had seen before. There is a whale,
3: Toad. Oh, I'm so sorry I doubted you. I told you. And a whale on the beach needs help. You're right, Toad. We must alert the Sodor Search and Rescue Centre.
0: At the Sodor Search and Rescue Centre, all the vehicles leapt into action. Harold the helicopter rose up from his helipad. Flynn and Bell the fire engines raced out of their sheds. Butch the tow truck skidded across the gravel, while Rocky the breakdown crane relayed the message.
4: Emergency at Blood's Cove on the beach! Duty calls!
0: Harold shouted as the team raced to the rescue. Soon the rescue to save the whale was underway. Harold hovered up high, keeping an eye on the tide. Oliver and Toad helped by bringing water so that Flynn and Bell could continue to spray their hoses to keep the whale wet. Butch drove across the sand towards the poor creature lying on the beach.
4: What are they doing now?
0: asked Toad. It looks
3: like Butch is going to move the whale closer to the sea so it can swim away.
0: But then Harold radioed the search and rescue manager.
3: The tide's too far out, sir. Harold's right. You can't pull a whale all that way, Butch. It just won't survive.
4: Oh dear. Is there nothing else they can do, Mr Oliver?
3: I don't know, Toad. But if there is, I'm sure they'll do it.
0: Oliver and Toad could only watch from afar as the rescue continued. The whale was covered in large hessian sacks to protect it from the hot sun. And trenches were dug around the whale to keep it wet, as Flynn and Bell pumped water over it. When the tide comes
3: back in, the whale can swim away. But that will take hours,
0: said a
4: worried toad. Why don't they just pick the whale up and take it to Brendam Docks? The water's really deep there, so we could just swim away. Oh,
3: toad... Let's just let the search and rescue team get on with their job Come on, we need to take these empty water tankers back to Knapford
0: Poor Toad looked even sadder as they set off At Napford, all the engines were talking about the beached whale Thomas looked up to see Oliver and Toad arrive
4: You didn't imagine the whale then, Toad? No, Mr Thomas
2: What's wrong now? Aren't the search and rescue team there? Yes, but the tide's
4: so far out I'm worried it won't return in time to save the whale. I still don't know what's wrong with my idea of moving the whale to Brendam
2: Docks. Fizzling fireboxes! That's a brilliant idea, Toad!
0: Thomas called out to the Fat Controller.
2: Sir! Sir! Toad's got a plan to save the whale!
4: What's this, Toad? Uh, I, I don't know if it'll work, sir, but I thought that we could lift the whale up and take it to Brendam Docks so it could swim away.
0: The Fat Controller thought Toad's idea was a good one and sent Thomas to fetch Rocky the breakdown crane. Back at the beach, a large harness had been fitted around the whale. Toad watched as Rocky carefully lifted the whale onto a long flatbed.
4: The whale looks very sad and tired. I wish there was something we could do to make it feel better.
1: I've heard whales like singing to each other,
4: said Belle. Oh, really? But I like singing too. So as the whale was
0: strapped safely to the flatbed, Toad started to sing quietly to comfort it.
4: Oh, you do need to be back in the water. Oh, you do need to be back in the sea. Oliver pulled the flatbed
0: slowly but steadily along the tracks.
4: As Belle followed
0: alongside, still spraying the whale with water. And Toad just kept on singing all the way to Brendam Docks.
4: Oh, you do need to go where you can swim, 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 where the fish...
0: At Brendam Docks, Salty and Cranky couldn't believe their eyes when they saw the rescue party arrive.
2: Well, blow me down! Is that a whale? Yes, Cranky. Do you think you can get him back into the water? I'll do my
0: best. So Cranky's hook was attached to the harness, and he began to lift the whale from the flatbed. Everybody watched nervously as Cranky turned his crane arm and gently lowered the whale into the water with a sploosh. Toad was happy to finally see the whale back where he belonged, in the cool blue sea.
4: Goodbye now. I I hope you find your family.
0: From that day on, whenever Toad passed Bluff's Cove, he always remembered his friend with a song.
4: Oh, we just like to be back in the water. Oh, we just like to be back in the sea. Now he's back inside the sea. He's beside himself in glee beyond the seaside, inside the sea. The end.
0: Listen out for other adventures with Thomas and Friends Storytime. Parents, if you like what you heard, like, review, and subscribe to our channel. Tell your friends too. <whistles> Thomas and Friends is a registered trademark of Galen Thomas Limited.